Okay. How do you like my haircut, by the way? I, you know what? You went really tight there, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID no maintenance cut. Who cut Let's it? Let's have that be the first topic of conversation is my new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few of those. Like my, I saw my brother-in-law last night and he let the kids cut his hair, finished up by his wife. So everybody got a shot at him. <laughs> and they just, they just whacked them. They started shorter, 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 and then finally just took the buzzers and called it good. There's a lot of things to be stressed out about right now. Oh, yeah. And I thought my hair should not be one of those things. No. So I chopped it off. I literally went to an underground uh, hair salon. A speakeasy? <laughs> a total speakeasy. <laughs> Knocked three times, boom, boom, boom. She <laughs> opened up the door. <laughs> I walked in, <laughs> cut my hair, and I was on my way. Wow. I know. Well, that's a, well, I think that's a great way to start. Greg, I wanted to, to welcome you to our, our new web series, Dealer Chats. It's a one-on-one -on -one, uh, informal video series uh, with different members of the auto industry. You are going to be our, our first guest of the show, so I really, really wanted to to thank you from the bottom of my heart for again being the first one that takes the leap with us. This is uh, Greg Tomasian with Cash for Cars in San Jose. One of the first dealers that signed up with us originally. I refer to us as early adopters. And it's been a pleasure. And you know, um, <clears throat> same on my end. I, I value our relationship and uh, it's, it's, it's been great. You guys have done amazing things. Thank you very much, Greg. <laughs> I've had a chance to, to talk with you almost um, probably every every other day and obviously things have changed greatly over the past couple months i i really wanted you to to be on this program with me so we can you know have have a conversation about things that are happening right now uh, not just relevant to you but also relevant to other dealers in our state and in our country people like you who are in this industry and people like me who are in this industry to be able to have these kinds of conversations and share this information with other dealers because you know there may be a dealer in san diego who experiences something that you know a dealership in sacramento might not hear about for years and so this is kind of a another platform for dealers to be able to be more informed better informed and more up to date on these kinds of uh, things about like the things that we're going to be talking about today you know we have been and will be entering into uncharted water so you know we need to all pull together as an industry and do whatever we can to you know survive and thrive just talking about COVID 19 in the past couple of months you being based in santa clara county one of the first businesses in the country to go through the shelter in place or orders how has that impacted your dealership i mean negatively or positively i've, I've heard some positive stories too uh, we were already experiencing some slowdown uh you know that that was the beginning of our tax season and, you know, this is the time of year where, you know, it's two or three of the best months of the year. So we look forward to that all year long. And uh, we noticed a, a notable decline in our lead flow and our traffic. Our highly trafficked street literally turned into a ghost town overnight. I mean, where we would have, you know, uh, a car a second coming by, we would have, you know, sometimes five minutes before a car would even go by. And we had no foot traffic whatsoever. We still had a fair amount of leads. Leads were down by 40, 45%, but nobody wanted to come in. Of course, we legally couldn't allow them to come in and 
you know, we ended up adjusting our behavior patterns over, over time, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, that, that was a, a stressful period. And I'm sure everybody, you know, that has experienced it and is experiencing that, you know, feels the same way. I'm hearing a lot of positive stories that are also coming out. What positive elements have you seen come out of um, the events of the past couple months? Well, after a couple weeks into the shelter and place order, we started seeing uh, a pretty major uptick in leads. And I thought about that, that. Was, that was fascinating to me because, you know, you figure everybody's at home, but after they're home for a couple weeks, they were, you know, I could tell that, you know, it seemed like they were just climbing the walls and they were mm -hmm. excited to get out. We kind of did some what we had to do from the standpoint that, you know, I mean, survival was paramount and safety was right up there with it. So trying to marry those two components of adhering and being a, a good citizen, but also being, you know, being a responsible business person, analyzing risks as an adult and taking um, taking action that is, you know, that we deem to be safe and compliant at the same time. And of course, you know, together, you and I, Allie, we were reading that, looking for, you know, meanings because, you know, they're coming up with blanket statements about every industry without, without even really knowing the industry. When we had a reclassification that, well, online sales are okay, as long as you deliver the car to the customer's house, you know, it, it sounds great. I mean, you know, somebody, an administrator in Sacramento is going to go, yeah, they could just do that. No problem. Mm -hmm. That's a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with, especially us, we're an independent auto dealership. We have used cars. Yeah. Now, people aren't just going to, they don't want you to just deliver a car, especially our clientele. You know, they, they want to see the car. They want to see the car in person. So outside of, you know, driving a car out there, having them look at it, coming back, picking up another one, taking another one out there and spending three or four runs back and forth from a customer's house who could live 25 miles away. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't practical. I, you know, to date, I don't think we've done one. You're not selling t-shirts. No. Right? We're not, you're not no. selling shoes. Even people, people that buy stuff online, even when they buy clothes online, they're hesitant because they're not sure if it's going to fit right, let alone buying a $30,000 car. We would do as much as possible online, you know, speak to the customer, they would view our inventory. We tried to have our, our inventory, you know, uh, as many pictures as possible, as much information on the cars, tried to keep that up. And then we would try to narrow it down to at least a couple, three cars. And then we'd be working on, you know, the deal submission and, you know, getting a, uh, an approval if we hadn't done it ahead of time while they were on the test run. You know, I'm on a street that has, you know, 27 independent auto right. auto road. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of traffic coming through. I mean, it is rare for us to have three sets of customers on the lot, let alone four or more. Right. So we, we don't have more than 10 people on the lot, 12 mm -hmm. people at, at max. And, and max. That, we're keeping distance between, you know, the staff is in different offices to begin with. It seemed kind of obvious to us what was going to be needed for, uh, our own protection and customers' protection and then future mandatory compliance rules that, that I assumed would be handed down at some point. Mm -hmm. So we kind of kind of spearheaded that project and you know moved forward with that ahead of time. And so we commissioned a, a local plastics fabricator and <clears throat> we had them build um, plexiglass shields 
for the sales office and the our administrative office. And then we um, we instituted sanitizing stations. So we came up with a you know wall-mounted sanitizer dispenser and a sign. Mm-hmm. The salespeople have supplies of gloves and masks to hand out. We thought about just putting them out on a table, but I figure if we put them out on a table, we're not going to see them 30 minutes later. So yeah. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. The steps that you you are taking. What kind of obstacles do you do you see in the next three to six months in this county, but also in other counties across the state and and across the country when it comes to car sales? The stimulus checks seem to be having a similar effect as um, uh, tax refund checks. Mm-hmm. We're having people come in with sizable down payments, um, normal normal size for tax season, and in some cases higher than than we would have expected under the circumstances. So I think there'll be a a a nice flow of customers, especially if we come up with one yet another stimulus check. Right, right. So I think we might have a couple good months uh, back to back uh, when this thing opens up, you know, and inventory, you know, is more difficult to, uh, the process is more difficult to get, but the price points have come down. Inventory, you know, is more difficult to, uh, the process is more difficult to get, but the price points have come down, you know, the Mannheim market report, the Odessa report. Um, they've devalued a lot of the inventory, and so we're noticing our, you know, our, our purchases have been pretty good relative to the competition we were experiencing last year. Interesting. In, in buying vehicles, so you know, I, I mean, I would encourage, you know, people to stock up. Of course, a lot of the dealers that I've spoken with experience the same thing as me. That you know, our main flooring line, um, you know, in the midst of all this decided to cut our line back to, you know, our outstanding balance, which was a little disheartening, you know, right in the middle of it. Subsequently, you know, a week later, they adjusted it and left some, left some room. And, you know, we've been operating fine within that. But if we're going to go for a, you know, a big, uh, a big push, uh, we may need to extend that a little bit. And so, you know, we've just been drawing upon, you know, personal lines in addition to our, our flooring lines. So, I think getting in the ear of your area manager and saying that, you know, now that it's opening up, uh, I would, you know, have everybody that has experienced this, maybe some haven't, sure. uh, a lot of people I have talked to have, um, you know, <clears throat> together advocate to, to have lines increase so, you know, so we can get back to having ample inventory. Uh, is, are there any specific um, flooring line companies that you, not necessarily ones that you work with, but other dealers that you've talked to that, that have maybe done more for dealers or done less for dealers that you are aware of at all? I want to give, you know, I guess the caveat to what I'm saying is I completely understand why they initially made those decisions. There's mm-hmm. so many, so much uncertainty. You don't really know where a dealer stands. Um, you don't, you know, want them, you know, getting, you know, sideways or out of trust and, and have, you know, the exposure uh, just increased during uncertain times with them. So it makes sense. And I got to admit that, um, you know, we use Nextgear Next exclusively because we had you know, made an arrangement and, and signed an agreement with them a number of years ago. And um, they've been great through the process. I mean, very communicative, a uh, couple little couple little challenges, you know, going from the virtual audit 
to I don't know if any of you else have experienced that, but that was that was that was interesting because we had had a virtual audit one day, and we cleared the audit uh, in two days. And those of you that know, that was that was really lucky. All the car, the cars that they picked were all here. It was, right. it was great. And so I'm just clearing the audit up, and here comes the physical auditor to do another audit. And we said, I said, wait a minute, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, we switched back to physical audit. So I, go, I just finished a virtual audit. Oh, wow. So, so we had to go through the whole process again. Well, the funny part was, and you know, I'm digressing here. I told her, well, we just finished a, uh, a, a virtual audit. She goes, okay, so you don't, want me to, you don't want me to do the audit? I said, well, if we've just done the virtual, I, that should suffice, right? She goes, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. So she leaves. The next day, I see my entire inventory is unverified. Oh, no. As though I refused the audit. <laughs> I, I was fit to be tied. I was so pissed. I called, I called NextCare. I said, hey, look, this is what happened. They're all like, yeah, gee whiz, you're going to have to verify all the cars. Oh. So we had to video, take pictures of every single car in inventory and, and clear the audit. And so whatever, you know, that was just. That was just one of those things where, you know, they're making changes and then they're adapting to the change and then they're, you know, starting to go back to, you know, the old ways. And so we got, you know, we got caught on that circumstance, which was, you know, which was a pain, but, you know, it all worked out. I'm yeah. glad that you were able to, you know, work that out with them, even though it, it took a little, a few extra steps. Uh, on you, your have to, end. you have to take care of your relationships that allow you sure. access to capital, you know, That's and right. that, is, that is key right now, you know? Yeah. I'd done a lot of business in the past with AFC, another flooring company, and I'm still good friends with our local manager. And <clears throat> she had told me that they're doing pretty much the same thing. They had trimmed lines and they're just running a little tighter. You know, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Said, and I'm sure they'll open up. Have you heard of any, any stories about, you know, other dealers who have run into staffing issues and how they're, you know, how they're dealing with that? Yeah. And, you know, I want to, I want to put it in perspective because my story is unique to our situation, right? Mm -hmm. At the time, we were already on a pretty slim staff. Um, you know, we had for an uh, for inventory of, you know, between 50 and 70 cars, we had, you know, one salesperson and one manager who could also sell, one office manager, myself, and a lot man. So at the start of this, that was our staff to begin with. So you know, somebody that, you know, might have been a similar size dealership or a larger dealership or a franchise dealership, you know, it, it of course, it would not make sense to try to retain staff and have them not be able to do anything. That, to me, would be, you know, that would be financially foolish, you know, as much as you like the people, you know, sure. the survival of the entity has to be, at some point, you know, the, the, the first priority. Mm -hmm. So I think if we were, had a full sales staff, that I might have, I might have, you know, acted differently, you know, and and uh, tried to make arrangements to where, you know, I would do no harm to somebody I had to, you know, furlough, but you know, but at the same time, try to make the decision that was going to help the business over the long term. Mm -hmm. What other situations have you seen or, or changes in customer interactions? Just you personally, and then also. Oh yeah. Your staff, you know, dealing with customers. How has that changed? One out of five sets of customers are fully masked up, and you can see the body language as 
They're just tracking six feet, you know? And, and you know, it, you just appreciate that. You go, look, there's a good rule follower. And, you know, it, it makes sense. The majority of our customers are unbelievably cavalier about the whole thing. I mean, wow. I get people coming up, coming right into my face, and I'm backing up going, excuse me, can you back <laughs> a little bit? You're are you literally serious? spitting on me when you're talking to me. I've had, I've had a hand offered to me to shake so many times. I, I had a customer last week kind of charged me, grabbed my hand and shook it. I said, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I just looking at my hand going, ah. <laughs> I went over, I took my sanitizer, I'm squeezing it in there. I'm like, can you not? That was just unbelievable. Wow. And, you know, and so... So I, I have seen very little, very little fear in our customer base. This kind of goes back into what you can anticipate in the next three to six months. Um, you know, some of our subprime lenders and such, you know, are, are, and even our credit unions and A and B lenders are experiencing lots of requests for deferments and lots of defaults. So that will be a trickle down effect. I mean, it, it always has been and it always will be. Right. So we found, we're finding that a lot of our lenders are being very pensive about approvals at the time. I mean, they are, you know, they are not advancing as much as normal. They are being more vigilant in the verification process. They are literally calling every employer, whereas they might not have done that as long as they had, you know, proof of income in the past but they want to verify that they're in fact working and, and that the company's open, you know, things like that. So even though we've had a, a fair amount of volume in April, our margins were, you know, quite a bit less because of the bank's uh, conservative posture under mm -hmm. the circumstances. So, and I, I feel like that's going to be something that's going to be continued, especially when the stimulus money and the tax money runs out. And if the banks are still going to be conservative, that where does that come from? That comes from the dealer's margin. So you either right. choose to roll the car and sell the car, or you don't. So maybe you you know you had a two thousand dollar profit, and maybe now you have a thousand dollar profit. Mm -hmm. And so you decide that's the decision you want to make. You know, right? We're having a lot of people that that are on unemployment, and they're comfortable with their ability to make the payment because of the you know the fortified. Um, uh, you know, uh, weekly payment for, for EDD, uh, for unemployment insurance, you know, most of our banks will not provide a loan to somebody that's currently on unemployment. Uh, a couple will, and they've kind of adjusted and adapted and made provisions for that. So you may, you may, if you haven't already, or I'm sure a lot of you have already experienced this as well, but you may talk to some of your lenders and ask them, you know, if somebody's furloughed with a high intention of, of returning to work after the shelter in place order has been lifted, um, would they consider, you know, extending credit to them if the rest of the amount that they make is, you know, still puts them in the proper ratios to qualify for the loan? And have you seen, have you seen uh, much success with those kinds of conversations with, with the finance companies that you've been working with? We've done during a period of time, I think we've done five. Five loans, uh, five approvals that that were unemployed at the time, but had decent tenure and a high likelihood for return to work. 
we talked about some of the you know positive things that have come from the dealership and uh, from this you know this pandemic and some of the things that uh, that have been most helpful to us is our relationship with you and with uh, Dealer XT. We have shared since the beginning. We have shared ideas on the the EIDL loan, the PPP loan, and you know some of the first information that was brought to me was you know through your portal and through your communication, through your informative um, uh, emails that that you would send out, and that got the ball rolling for us very early, and that has served us. Uh, and then the exchange of ideas back and forth, whereas I'd find out some more information, share it with you, you'd say, all right, I already knew that, or no, I hadn't heard that. Mm -hmm. And then back and forth with that has been instrumental in helping us learn about the processes, learn how to fill out the applications appropriately, and subsequently, you know, obtain some of the, uh, some of the available loans out there. You know, we were funded with our PPP loan uh, last week. Excellent. And man, that we, you know, I, I know maybe some of you have been funded and maybe some of you haven't. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we know that feeling, you know, it got to the point where we were getting pretty lean. And I'm like, before I thought, oh, it would have been nice to get that. And, you know, there came a point where I'm like, wow, I kind of really need that actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so when that came through, that was just, okay, check. All right. Well, that's going to, you know, that's going to buy us a couple months mm -hmm. and, you know, and we're going to be re rewarded or compensated for retaining the staff that we did. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, that was great. And I, you know, I attribute a lot of that to our communication back and forth. It was extremely valuable and I, I won't forget, I won't forget your help. Thank you very much. That, that yeah, that really means a lot, and and that's that's why we would do you know that's why we do what we do, and and to to hear that coming from you really um, you know makes my day, and uh, just know that we're not going to stop. No. There's, a, there's a lot there's a lot that um, needs to be done in this uh, in this community, and um, and a lot of that comes from knowledge. A lot of it comes from from information that exists and sharing that information. And, and so, you know, that's, that is a, that is something that we really, really pride ourselves on. And to hear that coming from you really means a lot, Greg. So thank you. Well, expanding on that a little bit, when we filled out the EIDL loan together, mm -hmm. and as you've done for many of your dealers, and I thought that was very gracious because, you know, there's always this feeling it's like you trying to figure out the system as a dealer, and wanting to make sure you fill out every part of the application correct, lest you misinterpret what a question means and have the application kicked back to you and you lose 20, 30 days a month or sure. whatever. Yeah. And you go to the bottom of the pile, potentially that was, that was nerve wracking. So when, you know, you had offered and we made the initial contact on that and, you know, you helped us fill out the loan you submitted on our behalf, uh, we were really appreciative. And then when I read the application and they were talking about external preparers for it, and then I had a conversation with you, you know, it occurred to me that you were doing this and your, you and your, your partner and your, your, your entity were doing this gratis as a service to the dealer without, you know, charging a loan fee, which 
I was blown away because I know how many hours you guys have spent working on this, how many late nights, et cetera. And that is, you know, a t testament to your commitment to your dealers. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Very Thank thankful. you, Greg. Yeah. Thank you very much. You don't see that very often, actually. <laughs> there's always the hidden fees and no matter what anybody's helping you, you know, there's, there's always a payday in it somehow, or at least that's, you know, our experience in business. So that's, that's great. Well, that's not our, that's not our, uh, our purpose is something much bigger than that. So, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad that we were able to help and that, that, uh, the you know little bit of assistance that we were able to offer was able to to help you during this time and and hopefully put you in a better position in the in the near and and far future absolutely well i'm i'm committed to our relationship dealer xt is awesome and you know our relationship as we said goes back five years but every time i've ever had a question um there's always been somebody over there that's that's helped me with it both you know when a legal situation has come up or a compliance issue or general information on our industry. Um, it is a great partnership that I value very much. And uh, we feel the same way with you, brother. All right, right on.